millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Wanna go where I'm not? Hello, Gab. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 17 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Kind of day you had, TC. It seems as though it's been a jam-packed, eventful day for you today. Well, been, uh, been a little bit hectic. I've been running about tonight, just got back. Yeah. And um, I was trying to watch the match last night. Yep. And... Um, my brother had one or two problems with his car, so I, I missed some of the game. So uh, it's been hectic for the last day and a half, really, but uh, just settling down now, and uh, we're going to do this interview. Yep, you just said, and I asked the missus, and she said, you're all right, we've got the granddaughter and my potty training her and all the rest of it. So that's the realities of everything. Are you a mechanic, or were you just running your kid around? No, uh, well, I'll just go back to tonight, because, I mean, uh, we usually do it Tuesday night or Wednesday night anyway, yep. don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, and I just took the missus out up to a uh, local football club. Um, she'd just been for an interview, so I didn't think I was going to get back, and I don't like to be late. Yeah. And the battery was really, really slow. So, um, uh, slow, low. So yeah. I thought, if your phone's, I'm going to I'm gonna suddenly, so I, I thought it would be about half past seven, and we got back about quarter past ten, past seven. But no, no, I'm not a mechanic. Um what he's done is he's got two cars. Yeah. He's got a van, and it's, it's been leaking oil. So the guy's taken it away, to fetch, uh, and then brought it back, but brought it back with bloody no petrol in it. And so oh he's dear. been going home in it, and he ran out of bloody not petrol diesel. Oh dear. So uh, I had to go uh, get some diesel and, and, and get him up and running again. So, but other than that, uh, not too bad. Well. Bulgaria run out of ideas and England didn't run out of goals. If we got enough, have we got enough juice on your battery to do this podcast? Yes, tonight? yes, That's we've, fine. Got it, we've got it all uh, plugged in. So, <laughs> so we will start on last night's game. Um, it was a different game. We did talk about it um, on last week's podcast. And pretty much what you said actually come true again. It's a little bit like Mystic Teddy, isn't it? No, but I, I, look, I tried. When I do anything with football, I try to be fair and balanced. Yeah. I, I, honestly, Paul, I just try to be fair and balanced. When I when I say something about our coaches, I'm not. I don't want to criticise them. When I talk about Sam Allardyce and David Moyes, and I may be a bit more critical in the sense because it's the football they play. Yeah. They might be lovely, lovely lads. Yeah. You know, uh, is it the fear? Of the, uh, is it the fear of uh, how they uh, of losing? That's why the coach that way. But going back to the game and going back to what I said, yeah. it, it, when you think about it, it's so easy for a fo- for a football fan or or these little gangs, what of pockets, what they get they get into, and 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 they organise these little things to, to to disrupt football games or what. But it is football games because you don't see it in. I have never seen it in cricket. 
You don't see it at tennis. You don't see it at uh, rugby. It's only football. And it's so e- easy when you when, when they come out with statements, you know, but we're going to walk off a, off a football pitch. And when you think about this, this, this is the, the, the question that I'd like to ask the FA. Last week, Southgate uh, made a statement that they were going to walk off a football pitch, right? Yeah. If there's any trouble. The FA knew about it. Uh, the manager knew about it and the players knew about it. Is it right? Is it wrong? Something has to be done. We all know that it is wrong and it's yeah. ignorant what, what, what's happening with, 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 with black players. But not just black players, any player, any mortal player, it is wrong. You know, now, what, what I said to you, it's so if, if you want to stop a football match, you know, I mean, they can't qualify. So why have they gone there yesterday? What's to try and stop that football match? Obviously. Now, what makes me laugh is when you see it on TV, some of these people got the face covered up. Some haven't got the face covered yep. up, and they're making, you know, making all these uh, remarks about the black players. At half time, they get frog marched out, yeah, the ground. Now, why, why aren't they arrested? Why are they just free to walk back into society? Yeah, you know, uh, and to find out, well, why are they doing it? First and foremost, are they in groups? So. This is not just in Bulgaria. Eventually, it'll go all the way around because all these football uh, type of, uh, not hooligans, but uh, want to disrupt a football game. They've got little pockets all over the, the world and all over in different parts of countries, mm. you know. And, and it's so simple for them to do it when they give them that opportunity to say, right, we're going to deduct three points. Now, it has to be stopped. Fining's not going to stop it. How are we going to stop it? I don't think that's the reason neither because if me and you go to a football match and I know me and you because you're a Birmingham fan and I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan and if somebody comes to Willsburg or to St Andrews we're not going to criticise that team because they beat our team you're going to turn around and say you know they play well then yeah. you know you might criticise your own team and say you know we were poor yeah. today or whatever you know but you, you know you, you pay to go in a theatre you're going to see you want to see a show and you want to see a good show. So I, it baffles me why people want to have a go. I, I understand you want your... I want Sheffield Wednesday to win. I want Sheffield Wednesday to play football, play entertaining football. But you know, at the end of the day, if they win 1-0 playing poor and they've won, I'm more happier. Yeah. But I don't walk away from that scenario where I want to, when I go home, I want to kick the wife up here. I want to kick... If I've got a dog, I want to kick the dog up here. I, I get angry with it. No. You know, it's wrong what they're doing. But I think it's wrong what the FA and everyone else everyone else is, uh, is doing about it because something has to be done and when you see what you can see those people they should be locked up right and, and, and meant to be shamed and stop going to football matches not only stop going to football matches stop going to the town centres on a weekend because it's them type of people what's causing problems for everybody else why should a football uh, ground be closed down for 50 or 500 uh, hooligans because it's all they know what they're doing they know they're going to do it they know they can get the uh, ground closed down everybody's not causing that trouble but how do you stop it gabby you know how do you stop it that's the problem isn't it i think it's a i think it's a massive problem and i think when you look at the 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 racist issue it's it's an even bigger problem because how do you define racism 
it, well, it comes in various guises, doesn't it? It comes in the guise of colour type. It also comes in the type of race. You know, we have James McLean, who gets an awful lot of abuse because he won't wear the puppy. Yeah. We get an awful lot of aggravation and violence that's been in football. Do do we do we stop and do we ban football? clubs from the behaviour of some of their supporters. I mean, I posted up and, and got a little bit of a stick today yeah, 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 be, you be, be, because it was a Birmingham City and it was a Jack Grealish associated post. And all I was trying to say is, look, abuse is abuse. Whether it's physical or verbal or racial, it's abuse and it, it all should be stopped. Why can't football fans, like you've just alluded to, go to a game, enjoy the game, love the game, come away and go and want to watch it again? But are, are, are these football fans? That's the question no, you have I don't to ask yourself. Now, the other question on, on that, and I, I, I said to you what, what would happen. Yeah. Now, listen, come end of the season, Something going for the championship, yeah. Premier League, right? Something going for the championship, something going championship one, championship two, something getting relegated. Yep. And that person what is monitoring the monitors at the games and gives a bad decision, mm. and that team loses on one point or two points or winning the league, yep. or getting relegated. Mark my, my words, there's going to be an uproar. I can, you can see it, you know. Don't ever give, you should never give the, these people the opportunities to cause trouble and disrupt football stadiums. Why is it always a football stadium, Paul? It's not. It's not. You don't see it. I don't watch that much of rugby, but my sons watch it, so they they, they have it on and that. So I see. But they never know. And I've been to about four or five rugby games, and I've never seen any trouble yet. They also. Yeah. Do, they sit inside of each other. I don't see... I've been to one cricket game and everybody seems to have a, a bundle of fun and drinking. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've been to many a tennis game. You never see any... But football, for some unknown reason, you know, you take a rugby match and you get two foot, a rugby... Or I've said two rugby players. You get six or seven of them throwing proper punches and you can hear the smacks with two footballers push each other and it's there's a riot. It has to be stopped and we, none of us want to see it, really. Nobody wants to see it. At all, oh, I'm saying you can't say no, nobody wants to see it because you've always got some idiots. Yeah. But in general, uh, uh, biggest uh, majority of people don't want to see it, don't want to hear it. They just want to go and enjoy the game. But I don't, I don't know what the answer to is. I don't. Do you, do you think it's got anything to do? If we're looking at cricket, we look at rugby, and we look at football. Now, with rugby and cricket. It attracts people that actually have played the game. It also attracts people that haven't played the game. Whereas football attracts people that have played the game, haven't played the game. But is there a frustration between the football fan that actually thinks that they could have been a football player because they used to kick a pebble around or a, or a little tennis ball around? Or <laughs> is, is there that frustration that you haven't got with rugby? Because they go, do you know what? I, would, I could never be a rugby player. I could never be a cricket player. I could have been a footballer. And the, 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 the bottom line is, no, you couldn't have been a footballer because there's one reason you wouldn't have made it as a footballer. You lacked ability. <laughs> it I, th- I think some some parts of it you, you're right what you're saying yeah. uh, there, but uh, I think every it's the main sport. It is football. Yeah. 
and even I think even other sports uh, people uh, personalities uh, always wanted to be football players uh, first not everyone but what I'm saying there's a lot do, would I would love to play football you know but from film stars and rock stars they all love football yeah. and want to play it and yes there's frustration with it but there's some people obsessed with it and take mm-hmm. it too far you know yeah. and that's where the problem uh, comes you know uh, I don't like to see it I just want to see good entertaining football. There is more than one way to play football. And I understand people, um, these managers, when they haven't got a fantastic team, that I understand why they try and play defensive football. Is it ever going to get them anywhere? No, mm. because if they can, if they can produce uh, a team trying to play an attractive football and do well, the board, I think they've got more chance of uh, going on in, in the next step of their career than just trying to be defensive. If you take England on um, Friday night, when yeah. you looked at the game Friday night, why would we want to play a def- this? Isn't, this isn't a criticism. This is my opinion, and, exactly. and, and giving my uh, opinions to it. Because I don't, you know, I, on my walls, I never put, I, I, he should get sacked. I never put anything like that. I put why, I, what I think, what's the problem. And when I saw England playing with two old in midfield players, yep. when, when uh, the Czech Republic are not, you know, they've gone back uh, in the game compared to it was 20, 30 years ago. Because yep. they've always had decent technical footballers, but obviously they're going through that barren spell. Yeah. And when I, when I looked at us, playing that way and then they played mountain there and some people are not going to like this what i'm going to say but it's only in my opinion as he played that way because people want him mounting the team uh and played mount in behind the front uh the front two because it didn't work no. and it looked as though mount you know uh, didn't have a good game you know sometimes the managers do it to make sure I don't want to get. I don't want this player in team. Not, and I'm not saying it's Mount because there's that many decent midfield players or good midfield players we've got. That's why I, I think uh, Jack Grealish, and I'm now bringing him up again. Yep. That's why I think he'd do well in that because he's so composed on the ball. And um, the system we played against them, uh, I didn't think we were poor, but I didn't think we were good neither. You know, mm. and and uh, Northern Ireland are, are doing okay in their groups, and they've done well for the last four or five years with, with results but they beat the Czech Republic last night 3-2 yep. you know so uh, why would we want to play two old in midfield players for I don't know because if you're playing well like we are playing well right we haven't played anybody spectacular so I'm not going to fall into that category where people saying oh well you know they haven't played anybody I, I get that you can only beat what's in front of you yep. but if, if you keep winning games People do, or teams become fearful. Players become fearful, even with the managers trying to say, "Well, they, these are not as good as what you think they are." Some players will always have it in the back of their mind. So, why they played that way against Czech uh, Republic, I don't know. And it didn't do them any good, and it looked poor, and it gave the people the chance to 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 have a go at them, uh, to have a go at England again. You know, so there's all different scenarios. What I think happens in the games, and that. When I look at it and when I analyse it, part of it, what I say, nearly comes nearly comes true because, like I said about the, the game, you know, they'd be stopping the game because you could see what was happening before before the game was kicked off last week. And it's same when I look at Mound. Why has he played that way? Has he done it? You know, because 
they were never going to come and beat us. They're never going to, they were never going to come and attack us, weren't the Czech Republic. You know, if we'd have gone at them and, and put them under pressure uh, without overcommitting, because, you know, you've got to attack without overcommitting, mm. you know, we'd have beat them, I think, more comfortable. And, you know, everybody keeps going about Rashford at Man United because Man United are not playing well. Listen, Man United, uh, that Rashford had been my team. It'd been Manchester City's team if fault manager, and it'd been Man United team if fault manager, it'd been Tottenham's team if fault manager, and it'd been Liverpool's team if fault manager, because he's got ability and he's got pace with that ability. And I mean, the player him out wide, I still think he's a better player through through the middle. But the goal he scored, I mean, I saw the first 15 minutes before I had to go out, but the uh, the goal he scored was absolutely scorcher of a goal. You know, and we've got to get players into team and get all these good players in and around the team, but you keep them happy because they can't play them all. That's the problem. They can't play them all. But I'd sooner have more good players in and around the squad than have uh, some of these players uh, playing out of positions not to play well and not having them in squad. You know, but it's trying to keep those players happy. That's that's the, the problem managers got. Again, can't disagree with anything that you've just said too, so... Um, on this podcast, we are um, what we're doing, flying the flag, really, aren't we? It's a we campaign. Are. It's a campaign for Jack Grealish for England because both of us realise what a tremendous player he is when he's on the ball. And I think that you're absolutely right. And I think Gareth has, for a number of games now, played two holding midfield players, and I don't understand it because we never played football like that in the 70s yeah okay there was always one that held back while the other one went forward we did kind of play more of a, a 4-4-2 or a, a 4-4-2 you know depends on what way you want to look at it so we are playing a 4-3-3 situation and and system with those tactics now but it, it's it's not tactics that win or lose your games. It, it, it's football players and players. Exactly. And it's manager. Yeah. It's the manager who picks those players. And the thing on the thing on that, Paul. Oh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw something to you. Yeah. Yes, it's 1966. Yes, it's a long time. And yes, some people will turn around and say, uh, "Well, it's gone. Bass has gone." No. Football hasn't changed because look yeah. at the midfield. Yeah. Martin Peters, yep. Bobby Charlton, Alan Ball. Yep. All ball players. Yep. Exactly. None none of them no. were athletes. None of them. And when you look at all the good teams what, what win trophies, they're not athletes, they're football thinking players. Yeah. Yes, you have got other players watching. We had one up at Evan. He was a great footballer, but he, now you could say he was an athlete. Uh Gary Stevens, not Trevor Stevens, but Gary Stevens. He was a good, great footballer, mm. but he could run all day. Yeah. But they, they're the one-off ones, you know. Yeah. So what we've got to look at is people like Jack Grealish. And we, we put, I push for England to do well. I'm not saying, Robert, uh, put, put Jack Grealish in. What I'm saying, he's different from anybody else. But when you put him in, put him in when everything's going well. So he's got the confidence. And if you do want to change it, He's gonna he's gonna be in that system where he's gonna be come in and show his his true colours and his natural ability because we're gonna play the system what suits that type of player. Yeah. Not put him in a system where we put put two old midfield players in and he's like in, as a number ten and and he's not a number ten because he's not a number ten mount. Yeah. He's that's a, he's a he's a midfield player what can get forward but he's got good natural ability. We have got good players. Yeah. Now. 
I wrote on my wall uh, uh, before the season started that um, Swans would be a dark horse. I know brought it back up again. The reason why I said it, and I said it about Swindon, you know, uh, it'll be a dark horse in that championship. Uh, one, two. I wrote about Mings, and I didn't know Mings was at um, Bournemouth. I didn't realise that when he was at uh, Villa. Yeah. Because I said, this kid will play in Premier League. Right? Because what what has he got? He's got good pace. Yeah. He's got good composure. He's got confidence. Yeah. He uses the ball well. Now, again, I'm not having a go at Keane, the Everton, the, the Everton boy. But he looks a better, a lot better player yeah. than what Keane does, does, does Tyrone Mings. Yeah. You know, and I said, this kid will play in, but I didn't realise it was Bournemouth. Yeah. I really didn't. I thought he was at Villa, you know, and, um, but obviously Villa's, uh, when they got promoted, uh, promotion, Villa have sold, uh, bought him from, from Bournemouth. And he looked, again, I'm not stupid. I know uh, uh, Bulgaria are not a great team at this moment in time. Yeah. But you can only do what you think's right. And he looked confident on the ball. He, he didn't give the ball away. He used it. And not only that, it made uh, Harry Maguire look a better player again. Yeah, it did. Because he's not having to do all the other work for other people. Correct. Because the goal, what we conceded on, 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 on Friday night, we... we Maguire plays uh, Keane a ball across his own box. It weren't a great ball because it was behind him a bit. But he couldn't, he couldn't wait to get rid of it. So the, he finishes back to the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper half clears it. When I say half clears it, he doesn't know where to boot it long or try and find the man. He got caught in between. And that's what cost us the second goal. Yeah. But this boy Mings looks a lot better. That's why I want Stones inside. Now, Stones would have to fight, fight his place now. now, now uh, Mings has got his chance and, and, and looked quite good but we've got to play these type of players yeah. and he, in, he didn't play in the ball back what causes the problem Gabby I promise you what causes the problem is not having the composure on the ball I've told you if you put Jack Grealish in, in, in the left back position not playing as a left back but found himself in he's not going to panic on the ball no he doesn't yeah and that's what you've yeah. got to get at that level now you know Middle of the road teams, I understand them. They've got, you know, they haven't got the money to, they haven't got the best players, so they've got to try and uh, system for the players and defend more. But you'll never win nothing, and you'll only get relegated for a middle of the road team if that's how you're going to do it, Gabby. You've got to be a more risk taker without uh, being uh, exposed, and because that way you will lose games. You've got to get the balance right. So for me. It looked a lot better last night. I'm not going to carry it away with it because when you take everything into account, it was a fantastic result. What were everything? What was going off? Uh, and there were a lot of good pluses come out of it. A lot of good pluses for me. What was your What was your biggest plus last night? Mings. Yeah, Mings. It was a big plus. And again, we we didn't sit back. We didn't sit back because if you're pushing them. If you're pushing them in their half and trying to win ball back in their half, mm. it's a long way. It's a long way for them to come forward. Now, if you kick the ball long, then we've got to push up, haven't we? Yep. You know, and we can get caught out. Now, when we push up, uh, when they've got the ball and we're trying to go through, we, we're passing, but we all push up. What we've got to do is make sure that we compose and we keep not two, always three back. 
So the count counterattackers. Yeah. You know, so if you've got if you've got six in their half with the other three, four holding back, then it gives you more chance and, and not bigger areas to chase after ball. But we don't seem to be able to get this with our coaching. And I I know I'm not wrong. People said to me, "Why? Why did you? Why did you? Why would you be a football manager?" I tried it once, but I walked away from it for a long time before I tried it. I packed in in '86, and I didn't try it until 1990, I think 1992, whenever it was at goal, and I did well there. But when I had to get rid of players because uh, I made them thirty odd thousand pound, and uh, they've got no money to pay players out, and I thought, well. Uh, this is no good. You've got to be in the league. We can get, we can get people on loan. If you can't work, you can't work like this. So I walked away from it. But it isn't rocket science when I look at it. It isn't because all it is is getting good players. You know, people, people on a, on a radio station, people when people love a voice, people say to me, "I love that uh, Gabby's voice." What's he look like? I said, "I don't know. I've never <laughs> met him yet." You know, I mean, I've seen photographs of you. Yeah. You know, but um, what 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 I do do. Sorry, me, me uh, charge just slipped out. What I do do, uh, I, I look at the photo, uh, photographs on, on, on your wall so I, I know what you look like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine you, what you look like now in my head. Or I know what you look like in my head. But if you get the right person on a radio station, you get your followers. Yeah. If you get a good team playing, you get your followers. You get a good, you know, I'm not a drinker. But you get the right people going into the right pub. It gets packed. What yeah. gets them in? Yeah. Good-looking young girls. So the young, young boys go in. Yeah. It's giving the right following and the right thing for people to follow. You know, so Mings for me were a big plus last night, a massive plus. Uh, and the way how we went about the game was a big plus. Yes, I know they were poor, but I don't look at that. I look at my own, I, I, my own judgment on things. And, and at the end of the day, that was a good performance uh, regarding what they were like. You can only look at yourselves. The player I enjoyed most last night, and I, I thought you, I think you're right. I think Toro Mings was was magnificent, but I, uh, I liked Harry Winks. I thought, yeah, he comes deep. He gets the ball and he makes that. He starts the play, and I think we need that type of player in our side. Gabby, listen, being you, right, and how many midfield players have you mentioned now this last few weeks? Yeah. Five, six, seven. So it don't make a difference whether they play Grealish or, or Wings or whoever, if, as long as they're playing that type of player. Yep. And when you're going to play an only midfield player, you've got to have somebody like like a Grealish, like exactly. a Wings, like a... Uh, what's the guy what got injured at Chelsea? The black lad, big black lad. Good player. Oh, um, Loftus-Cheek. Loftus Cheek, yeah, good lad. What, yeah, good what, a com- what a comfortable on the ball. Yeah. So when when the two centre backs, what can play out anyway? Yeah. So right, here you are. Here you are, uh, uh, Jack. Get on with it. Here you are, Loftus. Get on with it. Yeah. Then they're playing that threaded through. See, the difference is when you're playing a threaded through pass and putting three or four people at the game. Yeah. You're you're going to cause the opposition problems. Now the problem, what can cause you if you overcommit? Right, and people are not concentrating on what they're doing and keeping areas small. That's when they can intercept it and counterattack you uh, quickly. Yeah. Right? Now, if you're hitting a 30-yard ball, so it's Steve Gerrard, it's a 30-yard ball. We all look at it and think, well, it's a great, but we do, and it is. It's a fantastic ball. You know, pinpoint uh, perfect to that player. 
The problem is we've got to get people up to there to support it. Yeah. So you're getting people out of areas what you don't want to get out of areas. And the, and the bigger areas, when you think about it, they're not as big when you're trying to thread, thread ball through or trying to get round the back, Gabby. And that's what we've got to get our coaches to think uh, about, not the, the, the longer type of pass or panicking in, in, in a scenario. Yes, they're not wrong when that ball should have been cleared uh, two minutes ago. It might have helped us. It might not. But I'd certainly be happy with people what's composed on the ball. And you're right, Winks were composed. He gets it, he gives it, he does the simple thing. And that's all you've got. Football's not hard. Let the let the technical players do the right things in the in the other half of the pitch. But you do your job in your half of the pitch. And you're, you're not going far wrong. My midfield three for, for the next game again was against Montenegro. So we hold our breath with the racism again with them idiots. But my midfield three would be Winks, Grealish and Madison. Now, James Madison pulled out of, of the team at the 11th hour. My belief is that, that Gareth couldn't call anybody up. It was an away game and it was too late in the day to call a replacement up. Now, on the night of England's game, James Madison was in a casino, um, whatever he was doing, he was doing, I'm guessing he was gambling a little bit. Well, you know, lots of people do. It's a social pastime that, that adults partake in. Now, I I looked at Alan Hudson's wall the other day and, and he was talking about this. And he said in the days of Revy, he wished that he'd have been sitting in a Hanley casino rather than waiting for the call from Don Revy. Now, I don't see anything wrong with what Madison done. And, and I've seen reports that it could f- affect his England career. I 100% disagree with that. I don't care what any player does off the pitch. The only time I care about a player is the performance on the pitch. The problem with that, Gabby. Yep. And I've been in and around it all. Yep. And we'll go back to a casino in a bit. Yep. Um, when you're playing for England, yep. you are not going to play for England if you're a Terry Curran, what's going to get up and retaliate when somebody kicks you. Yep. You're not. You're not going to get sent off. You're not going to be arguing with referees. They don't. Know, they don't want that type of player. Everything's got to be uh, proper when you're playing for your national team. Is it right? No, but that's how they look at it, right? Now, Madison going to a casino. I don't know. The thing is, when you when you when you're fit and you know um, you can't sleep, so you've got a day off. Yeah. Some people go to. I I went. I've been in casinos and and. I think I've had one bet, and that was only with Tom about two years ago, right? Uh, a couple of quid on black. I have never bet in casinos. No, They've never not. bothered me one little bit. Yeah. One little bit. Yeah, I've gone in for I've gone into them because you used to get a breakfast when we used to come back from games, yeah. you know. So, uh, but yes, I'm good at dogs and back dogs. Yes, I'm good at horses and back horses, but I've never bet in a casino. So he might have gone to a casino for a quiet night out because you can get a drink now in a casino, according exactly. to Paul. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so he might have gone in there, so he's not in and around with uh, all the young people or uh, with people uh, in a nightclub where he's going to get more uh, trouble from. Uh, you know, where people are going to say, you know, he shouldn't be there, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be here, he shouldn't be there. 
But as a, a casino, as long as he's not gam- gambling and throwing silly money away and, and showing that he's, he's throwing money away, uh, because people get upset with that, don't they? Yeah. Earning all that money and you know throwing it away. So I'm like you, but when you're playing for your national team, Paul, there's that many to pick from, they will leave you out. And I'm, so that's what he's got not to do. I, you know, I, I, I do agree with you, but it, it won't do him any good. I promise you that. And let's play. I know how it works. I know how the system works. And let's be honest as well. Casinos, there's some decent food that they serve in casinos, and sometimes late night, it's one of the few places that you can go for food. So, you know, I think we're very judgmental in this country. And I, yep. I, I look at James, and I think fine player, great player. Really love watching the kid play football. He was snapped in a casino with his hood up. I'm really not bothered because there could be a number of reasons why he was there. And you've identified one or two and I've identified a couple as well. So, like, you know, you know give I'm not saying he I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't have a bet. What I'm trying to say exactly, is, yeah, he might know. not, he might, you know, yeah. I, like I gambled. I, I, go, I, I bet horses, I bet dogs. But I've never gambled casinos, yeah. ever. But I used to go in them. Mm-hmm. I'd sit down and have a laugh at the casino. Yep. And back where you could get something to eat, you yeah, know. Exactly. Uh, as long as you do it on a football field, then a, a club can't ask any more for you, yeah. you know. But when it comes to the national team, he will find it as a problem. I, I bet if Jack Greeley pulled them socks up, didn't, you know, if he didn't roll, because I don't think he rolls around. But no, you I know, don't. There's, but, there's, but there's plenty of people think he does, Gabby, don't they? Yeah, but and get, they always seem to they always seem to take notice of them. But it, it know, gets smashed every game. I know. Don't I know it's I know. incredible. How do you think I felt? How do you think I felt when I was playing? When I used exactly. to get and I used to think to myself, hang on a bit. Here's a here's one for you. I played for five top managers in country. Yeah. I played for a, a good few clubs, right? Always been tapped up, right? And I if if, man, if managers got onto any of my players. Right, game time, half time. I, I said, get off his back, Jack, or whatever. And I'd be arguing with Jack because you're getting on to, get, to Gabby. I'm not mentioning players' names. Yeah. You're getting on to, to, get, to, to Gabby. And uh, so I'd be, me and Jack would finish up falling out. Yeah. Right? Now, the, what afterwards, right, when that manager went out, or if he spoke about tactics in training and before the, the, the team, as soon as that manager went out, I'm telling you, Gabby, if you heard some of them, is useless, is this, is that, and I'm thinking with that. But yeah, every time something went wrong, they would blame me, and so it's, I would be turning around and slag, because I, ne- I never slagged them off. If I had something to say, I'd tell him to his face. Yeah. But these, and I used to think to myself, it's so unfair at times at football, because you've only got to get a couple what say it, and then the majority says it. And when I watch the people on the television, some of them have been great players. Some of them I admire as footballers. Yeah. But when they talk about the game, and I think to myself, what are you all on about? So if they want to slaughter Jack Grealish for rolling around on the floor, he plays with his socks down, or he does this and he does that, you know, or the, the goal at uh, Tottenham, first thing that coming to my head, I said to myself, somebody's going to say, you know, that's why we don't, we can't trust him because he'll do that in and around the box. Yeah. How many times does that cost goals? Not that many times, I guarantee you. Mm. You know, but once people jump on bandwagon, that's what happens, and that's what they'll have to be careful of. You know, and like I just said about Mount, that why did he play that system and play Mount? 
Has he done it for a? I could be wrong on this, mm. but that, that's what I was thinking. Myself. Why has he done that to that young lad? Because that young lad's a good player. Why did he play that system? Yeah, I'd be surprised if Gareth did that because I think he does like Mount. He's, he's watched him at various um, stages of his international career. When I play football, sorry, when I play football, Paul, mm. there were some good football centre forwards around. Oh yeah, none oh, of yeah, them yeah. was good. None of them was good at Charlie George. Yeah, none of them. They played him out on wing. Don Revy told him he didn't want him when he got there, mm. and I know this because Charlie told me. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, didn't want him. He told him you only team because of. Uh, Reporters who got you in team played him on left wing, pulled him off, pulled him off after six or seven minutes, and never got back in team. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Charlie's attitude after that was think, well, you can all shove it up your backside. Yeah, you know maybe you should have not gone around. And that same thing went out with Mount. And you you could be right on this. I'm not saying you're wrong, mm-hmm. but I always look. I don't look for bad side of it. I look what's going to yep. be the right thing for the team and right thing for the player. And looking at that, I'm hoping I'm wrong on this because that kid's a good player. But we could pick any three. We could pick three different players for each midfield game we've got for the next three or four weeks. Yep. Right? And if they play the right system, we're all different players. They'd all do quite well because they're that yep. technically good we have got now yep. in midfield. It's brilliant. You know, so yes, I want Jack to play, but I want him to play when he's going to play when when they put a team out and he's going to play in a, a formation which suits all of them and not playing the back, uh, only two midfield players like they did with Mount, and so he doesn't play that particularly well, and then it, it, it you know it uh, holds him back. And yeah, again with Charlie George, I mean, I love that post that that you put up when they beat Real Madrid four one this week. What a great left-footed strike. I remember that as a kid. Two, two feet. Two yeah. great feet. Well, his yeah. right foot. He had two great feet. He oh, got. yeah. You see, I mean, he took the penalty with his right foot and whacked it just under the bar. And and that ball that come across Charlie, I mean, he just, it, it just hit a divvy and, and bounced up a little bit. And he's whacked it in with his left foot. As you say, I mean, a two-footed player. What a great player. And Revy had that training session with, there was Stanley, there was Charlie, there was Uddy, there was TC, there was Rodney Marsh and there was Frank. And and Revy took them all to the one side and said to our greatest players of the 70s, you don't figure in my plans. Now, for me, England could have won the World Cup in 1974 and England could have re- regained and retained that, to- yeah. that, that trophy in 78 as well. In my opinion, the players that we had in the 70s were that good and I'll put you in that. Camp well, as well, mate. We well, are great players. We 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 played Trevor Chevy, who was a great exactly. fullback. Great yes. fullback. Yeah. And they played him in midfield before <laughs> Curry and Hudson. It was it's wrong. Incredible. I know. It was wrong. Yeah. It was wrong. And it should, I mean, when I put that photograph on a Derby County and I said, look at the pictures. Yeah. That need that Derby County pitch was perfect. That's got to be one of the worst pictures I've ever played on in my life. Ask anybody. Ask any football, because it was like a quagmire. Yeah. When I put it on that pitch that night, what a perfect pitch. I couldn't believe it. But what I was trying to show people is when I was growing up, because these were a little bit older than me. Yes. You know, three, four, five years older than me. So when I look at, when, when I saw them players, they were fun. And the football, they played on bad pitches. Yep. And we went the more direct route of football. And we had great, when I, when we had Cluffy, uh, Paisley, Shankly. Uh, I mean, very at Leeds, you know. Yeah. Uh, We've had them all. We've had great managers. Why did we go down that route? Howard Kendall, why did we go down that route? Why did we go down the Graham Taylor route mm-hmm. with the long Charles Hughes? Uh, 
uh, the FA put Charles Hughes in, and then Graham Taylor. Now all went that long ball and, and, and running up, running round, running round the football field, you know, not thinking about the game. People say headless chickens. I don't say there's headless chickens. Not thinking about the game, working out, yeah. working out, you know. It won't work because once you start to play against the best team, the team that think about the game will always retain the ball better and pass the ball better than you if you're just going to run around, Gabby. You know, so little things like that uh, is wrong what they did with our players. And we did produce great players. And if we'd have had two of, two of them out of the five and th- other three on bench, they would have caused the opposition problems. But no, they, they don't want to do it. Why they don't want to do it? Southgate has changed his ways because at Middlesbrough, you know, uh, I've always said, we, whatever you're putting, let's give him a let's give him a chance, and he has done it the right way. I just think the tempo can be a little bit better. And again, I'll, I'll say it again, I do think the goalkeeper is a decent goalkeeper, but he's not a world-class goalkeeper. I think that will be one of our biggest letdowns. Again, can't disagree with you, Matt, Matt Letizier, one of the great players that we've produced, although he was he was made in Guernsey, <laughs> and of course you know could play for England from being a Channel Islander, the same as Graham Lasso. There was Matt from Guernsey yeah. and, and Lasso from from Jersey. Matt was fifty one uh, the other day, so it's a big happy birthday to Matt. What a lovely lad he is as well. I've done quite a bit of stuff with with Matt Letizier, and I posted up on my wall the Matt Letizier story and some of Matt's goals. Now, when we're looking at players that could play at the highest level and score goals of the highest magnitude, then Matt Letizier has to be up there as as one of England's great players. The biggest mistake he ever did, Mm. and, and I don't blame him for it, because he was like me going to play at Sheffield Wednesday. Yep. He loved Southampton. He, yep. I don't know if everybody knew this. Man United bid for him. Alex Ferguson wanted him, you know, at Man United. Mm. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. And he turned it down. Yep. He should have gone there and he should have gone and played with. And again, I don't want to knock the players at Southampton because, you know, they're trying their best. But when you play with the better players, Gabby, yep. it makes you look a, a better player. Yeah. You know, and he stayed at Southampton. And I think Southampton, you know, should look after that kid for forever and a day more because he got a lot of stick from the from the wrong people. I mean, Ian Brantford, I played with him at uh, Doncaster, yeah. right? And he was Southampton's manager. But he's one of them what, what wants to run 50 miles in a day. That type of, I'm exaggerating there, but, you know, he's no, one no, of them. Run, yeah. run, 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 you know. And he dropped him, and then Borley fetched him back in. He left him out for a long, for a long time. And when Borley fetched him back, he helped keep keep Southampton up. Yeah. Now he's not going to run about all over the field, but he sees the pass. Yeah. He can do the unexpected thing. He can do the thing what the other people they don't know. When a manager, this is what makes me laugh with managers. How how do we know, if we don't know what he's going to do? How do you think the opposition exactly. uh, was going to do? And I used to think to myself, what brain dead you must be. In that, in that, in that fantastic job of player, if you don't, if players don't know what he's going to do, yeah. and the goals he scored, and not forget the goals, the goals he made, the balls he played, and created chances and space and and opportunities and, and passes for for other players around him, were fantastic. And what he did at Southampton is 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 as good as what Man United were doing, winning the leagues, but they're getting trophies. Yep. 
But you take somebody uh, like Letizia did at Southampton, may not have done it. He helped him stay in that Premier uh, Premier League for years and years and years. Yeah. Did Matt, and the stick he's got because he doesn't run up and down like a like a, an athlete. Yep. You know, it, the slot, them, that them managers slaughtered him for it. And, you know, because they could put the presentations on in the board, in the boardrooms, the directors and the owners think, oh, it's fantastic that you've got to get people to understand the game, yep. doing it, and you'll win far more, you'll win far more than you'll lose, I promise you that. The acid test is fans going and watching him and, and what people remember of Matt Letizier. Now, if Southampton was on Monday Night Football or Super Sunday, if Matt was in the team, I'd be watching him because I loved to watch Matt Letizier because you're absolutely right. You'd watch Letiz. He was a genius and he was capable of any moment during that 90 of pulling a rabbit out the hat or giving a magic moment and something that we as fans, not you, because you could do that. You could do that. And you did do that. But us mere mortal fans looked at it and thought, oh, he's just done something we'd just love to have done. Listen, people didn't see me because I went and played in third division, which I shouldn't have done. Yeah. And I used to do things in training. He used to say to me, show us how to do that. I were like that when, when I was watching Charlie George. Yeah. I used to think to myself, and I could do things. Yeah. I used to think, that's brilliant, that. How do you do that, Charlie? And he'd show you. The yeah. good players will show you. You know, and it, it's right. When you're watching these players, I bet Letizia scored more great goals yep. than any other Premier League, what's played in the Premier League. 100%. I'm on about more great goals. Yep. So if he scored 150 goals, I bet there's 100 of them being out of this world, world is, absolutely. or 80s, 80 of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. I bet there's been another player in the, in the Premier League scored as many worldy goals like he has. Yeah. He, he was that good of a player, yeah. you know, playing in an ordinary team, because I don't want to knock Southampton, he's one of my old clubs, but I don't like knocking players. Yeah. But if he'd have gone into an Arsenal or a Man United uh, or a Chelsea uh, when they were at the best, We'd have all been talking about Letizia, you know, world, world, world class player. But the wrong managers had him, and and he loved Southampton. So I've I've got to admire him for that. Yeah, I still think he's a world class player. It's the same as Alan. You know, okay, Alan only made two England appearances. He only got the two caps. Oh, I've told you before about yeah, that. He should have had hundred. <laughs> I told you before that about yeah. Curry saying. I mean, I think Curry exactly. got twenty three. Yeah, but bit bit about. Oddle. I mean, Oddle's a, a prime example. Had Gaza gone yep. when 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 Oddle was manager? I don't know. But obviously, when he when he when he didn't take him, he smashed the hotel room and, and everything. Mm. And it's going to affect you. Listen, man, I've, I've never done like that, anything like that. But I've said to managers, "Shove it up your ass, sell yeah. me." You know. Yeah. But when you get Oddle, who's a great player, and he talks about you know. Yeah. That what the managers did to him, and then he did the same thing to Gascoigne. We know Gaza was a problem, but I think he should have taken Gaza. Yeah. But once they get into that England setup, they seem to get you under that spell. And if you don't toe the line, uh, then you're out of it. Yeah. Gaza was a world class player. They weren't going to take Gaza. I know they weren't taking Gaza. I know it was a fact they weren't going to take Gaza because I knew what the reporters 
uh, in, in because I'd only just finished the game, so I was still speaking to reporters, and it was it was it was them what got him into team. Bobby Robson thought he was a clown. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, yeah. and the and then and the and the people in the um, in the authorities, the FA, didn't want him in there, but once he'd produced that, they were forcing him in, and so he got away with it. Is acting about and clowning about. I mean, if he could have curbed that a little bit, but the players would have encouraged him yeah. because the, the the good thing about people like Gaza, not only are they great players, they're brilliant in the dressing room because to take that pressure off, they're acting yeah. about and clowning about, you know. But when you get to the national level, I think you've got to be careful what you do. Else, you, you know, they'll just get you out, and the quicker they can get you out, the the better it is for them how they think about it. They're not really bothered about winning because they still make the money. They still get the money. You know, it's a license to print money, that FA. And Gazza's, the game that cemented Gaza in 1990 into the England squad was when we beat Czechoslovakia 4-2 at Wembley. And it was it was about the 22nd, something like, around about St George's Day in 1990. Yeah. And Bobby that was Robinson, one of them. Yeah, Bobby That Robinson, was one of them. Yeah. One of the other, the, the other main yeah. one when they played Ireland in <laughs> Ireland. Yeah. Republic, and he played really, really well. Because he, he weren't going to play him in that game. That was that was one of the main. But the, the, the World Cup, you know, it was as good as anybody in that World Cup. Yeah. You know, and with a bit of luck, we could we we, we could have won that. I mean, that's as good. Not the and Terry Venables won with with Holland in uh, the Germany game. I said, was it uh, when we just? Yeah. I don't know. Gaza just didn't get it exactly, reach for that yeah. ball. Uh, that's as that's as good as what we've been since 1966, the, the 1990 and the um, the European Championship at yeah. uh, Wembley. At Wembley, you know. So, but no, we, we've got to get these type of players into it. And going back to Hudson, you know, our Chelsea can let, and again play at this players for Stoke City and this players for Southampton. Alan Hudson weren't a Stoke City player. Mm. He might have enjoyed his best football there because he got a manager who believed him and, and, and let him go and express himself. Yeah. But he should have been at Chelsea. He should have been at Arsenal. He should have been at Man United. He should have been at Liverpool. They would have been even greater teams, mm. you know. But for some unknown reason, managers, you know, uh, wouldn't have them or didn't have them or wouldn't take them or they couldn't buy them. Uh, because he would have been in a Derby County team under Clough or Liverpool, but Chelsea wouldn't sell him then, you know, and then they go buy somebody else. So then when he has a problem at Stoke, uh, at Chelsea finishes up at Stoke. So things like that happen to you, you know, and I know because same thing happened to me at uh, Forest and Everton to get the two bad injuries at the wrong time. Yeah. And both teams went and won everything in football. And you need that little bit of luck, Gabby. Might as well tell you that. Match of the day, we're going to talk about one of your games of, of your career. And uh, we're going to go back to the mid-60s, mid-70s, when... Um, Forest, late 70s, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, Forest. Mid-70s, Forest, Forest yeah. Exactly, Forest. Yeah. When, when you're done Sheffield United 6-1, you had a great game. And uh, you did say on your Facebook pages that you always love scoring against United. <laughs> well, I'm a Wednesday fan. Oh, no. uh, I mean, them Luton Leeds United. I always seem to score against them. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, we, we that season we set off uh, Gabby like an house on fire. You can ask Martin Robbo, uh, Ian Boyer, 
all of them. We'll, we'll beat teams 4-2, Eddieford 4-2, uh, Sheffield United 6-1, uh, Carlisle 6, I think something like that, 6-0. We're hammering teams, and when I got when I got injured, we beat Burnley 5-2. Me and Robbo were ripping teams, not just me and Robbo, but we were ripping teams and creating goals and uh, scoring goals. But we got, Viv Anderson was a great place, Frank Clark, uh, the Burns in and, and Larry Lloyd uh, came, you know. Then I, I got an injury. I got an injury. You need that little bit of luck. Yeah. That game uh, with Rip Sheffield United about apart. I mean, what did I think? I made two goals, three goals in that game, and yeah, I scored one. Yeah. You know, but um, I was full of it then, confident, uh, playing in a good team with a good manager, believe uh, believing in you and giving you that belief. Uh, Hudson burst onto the scene at Chelsea were brilliant, and yes, they, were, they did well. Stoke, they did really, really well. But he still should have been in those Liverpool great teams. It, it, them type of players were meant for it, you know. I mean, Frank Worthington was a bit unlucky at Liverpool. That they found he got a little bit of a hole in his heart, and it stopped him going to Liverpool. That's why he finished up at Leicester. Hey, Sir Arthur, what same? We're, we're having a big move. And they found an hole in his heart. So you need that little bit of luck at the right time. Uh, and if you get it, then things will drop right into place. You see, in those days, uh, there weren't as many substitutes and there weren't as many players. So they, they weren't having to try and keep as many players happy. So the team, practically, what same team week in and week out. You yeah. know, and this is where sometimes uh, players miss out uh, in this day. And, and we missed out. In our day, because if you got injured, it was hard to get back in if you were doing well. Yeah, with with, with Frank, he, he failed the medical on um, high blood pressure. High blood pressure, that was it. Is, that is, was it, is, is blood what pressure. The, is what the official line was. Yeah. And, and they sent Frank away on holiday to get the blood pressure down a little bit. So he spent two weeks in Magaluf. <laughs> he come back worse than what he went. But I remember him t- telling me about it. it was blood pressure. That what it. That that's what it was. I yeah, it was, well, they, he, said, they, he said to me, he said, "Wouldn't you be? Have, I, I wouldn't you have high blood pressure, Terry? Uh, when I'm playing at Huddersfield and Liverpool come in for me, he said, I couldn't wait to get up there. You know, that excited. I can understand why me. But they give any excuse sometimes. Yeah. For some unknown reason, they do. If 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 if, if the if, if the club, I see. That's why Shankly fell out with. Uh, Liverpool because they wouldn't buy uh, the one player wanted to buy and, and, and they wouldn't give it they wouldn't give him the money to buy him mm. and things like that have probably happened with Worthington and the next the next one Shankly turned around and said no I've done didn't come out that way but he's tell them he's done because of it and just said he was tired but that could have been a reason why they didn't sign Frank because They've only got so much money to spend, but yeah. Liverpool always bought a player at the end of the season, so they didn't have to pay as much tax or go to the tax man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get that because you might as well have a new another player there, uh, then the, the, then go to the tax man. But uh, that was it was a shame for Frank because uh, I think he'd have been meant for Liverpool and all. I would say 100% Liverpool Football Club didn't sign Frank Worthington because of his lifestyle. And that that was the that was the key thing to a lot and, and a thread that runs through the seventies. Clubs, the the national team, they did not like the lifestyle of the players that we loved and adored. 
Well, you say that, I mean, and I don't like to have... To, listen, nobody drank as much as Brian Robson. Yeah. But for some unknown reason, it didn't make any difference to Ron Atkinson. It started yeah. to change under Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. You know, whereas if Waddington had been Chelsea manager, it, we wouldn't have heard of that. No, you wouldn't have. We wouldn't have heard of it. Because yeah. you didn't hear about it at Brian Robson at Man United yeah. under Atkinson. Yeah. And Robbo could drink as good as anybody. Mm. I guarantee you, I've seen him drink. <laughs> you know, but he could run all day. He's one of them who could run all day. Yeah. And give 100% in training. You know what I mean? He, he wouldn't miss training where some players would miss training if, if they'd been out drinking all night. Couldn't get up in the morning. But Robbo got up and went and worked hard and sweated it all out again. Talking of drinking, the uh, Derby duo have been... Um... Up in court this week, 180 hours of unpaid work that they've got to do, 12-month community order, and banned from driving for two years. What's your opinion of, of what went on? I mean, it was well. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell lies, and I'm not going to stick up because it, there, there should be a law for everyone yeah. at your club. Yeah. Because if that were two players, what they couldn't sell. Yeah. They'd have, they'd have sacked them. Yeah. But they know they can sell those players, so they've not sacked them. Mm. Uh, in this day and age, what they've done—it's not even stupid. It's it's worse than stupid because they could have killed somebody. Yeah, you know. And how do I put it? I'm trying. What I'm trying to say is, the young lads and the one of it enjoyed themselves, but there's a camera every time they step out watching them. Yeah. There's a camera. You know, what they've done, should they have got sacked? Yes, in one sense. Should they not be allowed to play football? Yes, in another sense. But, you know, once you've done your punishment, then you should be allowed to go and play yeah. uh, your sport or back to, to your job. But it's crazy what they've done and they're lucky that they've not killed anyone. Uh, and they're lucky that they're, they're a sellable asset because if they wouldn't have been a, seller, a sellable asset, that club would have got rid of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, what can you say? I, I can't, I, listen, I can't stick up for them. Mm. But I've been a footballer and I understand, I understand them. But, you know, you can't be doing that racing in cars and when you know you've been drinking. Yeah. Why not get a taxi? They've got the money to get a taxi. Yeah. If it costs them, you know, £100 for a taxi each, yeah. it's better than losing your licence for two years and getting a, an un- unbelievable fine, whatever fine that, that, that they've got. And, you know, uh, I mean, Georg has got a, a bad injury, but it sounds a bit. But they could have killed somebody. They could have killed him. Yeah. You know, how would they have felt then? Mm. You know, what can you say? I mean, the, I, I can I can only be honest yep. and be truthful. The punishment uh, weren't enough for what they've done. Mm. Again, totally agree. I think if it would have been a... A young that? lad yeah. or an Audrey player, a squad player, they'd have gone. Make no mistake, they or, would have gone. Or let's be honest, a couple of lads down the road, they'd have probably been in prison, wouldn't they? For yeah. for, for what they've done. It does... oh, well, yes, you're right. Two, 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 two normal working I mean? lads, they yeah. would have been in jail. Yeah. You know, now, how do they feel when, you know, they could have gone to jail, yet these footballers giving all this money and they do that yeah. and, and they get community service? Yeah. It's not right. So I, I can I can only stick up 
for the, for the fans on this and, and and the public in general, it was wrong, and they, I'm just glad that <coughs> they didn't. You know, no one got killed in in any of this. Yeah, yeah. We're coming up towards the end of the hour, TC. It, it flies by. Flies, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we always have something a bit stupid from the world of football. And uh, this probably takes the biscuit this week. FIFA CV given to a club in Serbia and jobs being given to the person that given that gave the CV. And, and when I'm saying FIFA, it's a FIFA football game. I saw it on your Tom's uh, wall today. Sorry, Jock's wall. So, so this kid, in a nutshell, he's been playing FIFA and he got a Serbian team to win the, the league title, I think, 10 times on the, on the, on the spin. And yeah. he's done wonderful things in cups and he's, he's beaten the likes of Manchester City and Manchester United. So he's put his CV into a Serbian club and they've actually given the job as manager. <laughs> well, does it surprise you? It the doesn't pun- in the modern game. Sadly, it doesn't. It's bomb. It's bizarre. It's bonkers. I'll tell you what it is. Look, what, look at the, gener- the the publicity it's generated. Yep. And that's what it's all about. Correct. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was looking at it, I, I thought, what, "What's he on about here?" Yeah. And then when I read it uh, right, I thought, "Jesus, well, what is it coming to this world?" But no surprises me with football. It wouldn't happen in rugby. It wouldn't happen in cricket. It wouldn't happen in tennis. But it, you know, football, it happens. And then we laugh because we laugh at certain things. Yep. You know, uh, but it gets everybody talking. Yep. You know, and listen, for all we know, he's liable to go there and work wonders and, 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 and turn out to be a decent manager. I'm not saying he will. I said he could do. Yep. And then we'd be all scratching his head and think, well, do we need his coaching badges? Yep. You know, because at the end of the day, it's, the, it's having the strength and a, and a balance to your team not to be... F- trying to lose games and, and if you can do that and you get the right results then, then you'll always get a job in football but that has baffled me but it doesn't surprise me yeah again madness predictions it's 5-4 currently TC5 Gabby 4 going into this week's fixtures that involve Everton Villa Leeds Fulham and Nottingham Forest Lots of right. your former clubs and the two that we've identified as title winners. Uh, you with Leeds and me with Fulham. Fulham. So right. we're, we're going to go with the first one. Cardiff versus Sheffield Wednesday on Friday night. So I'm assuming it's a live game on the Friday. How do you see that game going, TC? I'm going to go a draw. Yeah, that might. What score? I'm, I'm trying that Cardiff might nick this, but... I can't let me out rule me head. Uh, I can't let me head rule me out. I, I'm going. I'm going withdraw on this. What draw? But really, really, I do fancy. I think Cardiff would nick it, but I'm going for draw. What, what draw are you going? I'll go one one. Yeah, same. I've just written one one. Uh, on the on the uh, Saturday early kickoff, Everton versus West Ham United. I'm going to write down mine now. I'm going to go one nil West Ham. Really? Okay. Okay, not very good on the travels, West Ham, but it's got to change sometime. I'm going to go. They haven't won for Everton. ten months. No, I know, I know. Ten months. Yeah, poor, poor away, but it's got to change sometime. I get that. 
I don't know. I've just got something about Everton. I think Marco Silva will get a result there. And I think 2-1 for me. I, uh, I think he's under pressure, me. I he's think he's under pressure. Massively under pressure. But I'm going to go 2-1. You're going to go nil one uh, Aston Villa versus Brighton. That's a game I'm going to go. Uh, it's my grand, one of my granddaughter's birthdays. So Tom can't go to the game. So I'm going to have his ticket. I'm going to watch the Villa. Go on. I'm going 2-0 Villa. Yeah, same here. Same here. I fancy the Villa. Leeds versus Birmingham. That always adds a little bit of spice. And it always takes me back to 1972 when Leeds knocked us out of the FA Cup on, on, the, on the wedding of my cousin. My, my cousin got married that day. It was the 23rd of April, 1972. Well, no, I think it was the 15th, the 15th of April, 1972. We'd run out of the, uh, out of the church. We got a, we got a, one of the cars had got a radio in, which was unusual in them days. We turned it on and Leeds, Leeds were three nil up, and and the day was destroyed. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to go three one on that, but now you, before you said that, you know, I'm not saying that you've said it, but before you said that, I would have go three one to 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 Leeds. But they're always tough matches, them. Yeah, they are. Always Bir- tough matches. Birmingham have had a bit of an Indian sign over Leeds in, I know. Re- in well, recent yes. recent yes. times. But I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go two nil. To uh, to Leeds because I think that Leeds will find what's needed to uh, to get the three points. I'm going to go three one on that. Yeah, and badly needed three points because Leeds have just fallen off a little bit of late. Um, Stoke City versus Fulham. How would you say that one? Is that is that at Stoke? It's at Stoke. I'm going to go one nil Fulham. Yeah, I'm going to go two one Fulham. And Fulham. and finally Wigan versus. One of again, one of your old clubs, Nottingham Forest. Two 0 Forest. Yeah, they're playing well, them now, aren't they? Yeah, they are playing well, Forest. I'm gonna go Wigan one, Forest three, because I think I think you're right. He's got them playing some good football. They lost the first game against West Bromwich Albion at the City yeah. Ground. Yeah, they had. By the way, they were winning one nil. Yeah, they were winning one nil. Yeah. Uh, and they let me down on my cup for us. I got all my four teams up, up five with them. You know, uh, Portsmouth let me down this Saturday on my cup. And then other week for the tenant, I got uh, for £918. Yeah. Arsenal were winning 2 0. And they drew with Fulham. Uh, not yeah. Fulham, with Watford 2 2. Yeah. And then Watford get, go and get beat 8 0. And Arsenal haven't lost a match since. You know, so when you said that about Forest, uh, first match of the season against uh, yeah. West Brom. I've only waited for them and they went 1-0 up. The goalkeeper made a couple of rickets. Yes, he did. On loan from Man City as well. City, yeah. 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 It is a funny old game, isn't it, football? As Greavesy and Sane would used to say, it's a funny old game. <laughs> and what a pair of great strikers they were, weren't they, in their day? And they were brilliant. They were brilliant together on uh, ITV Sports. I just don't know why they stopped the Saints and Greavesy show because you're right, they were the best pairing and they always used to take it out of each other. They used to have that little bit of banter. And I just think they were absolutely they were top, brilliant. top draw, weren't they? We all used to, we all couldn't wait to to, to watch that and listen to them. But, but they both had a smile on their face and all, didn't they? You, you know, they did. They had a smile on their face when they were presenting it. It was back when football was fun, wasn't it? And, and they presented it with fun. They played, you know, 
But they, they were play- great players. Yeah, they, they played in two. They played in great teams. They did. They did, but they played with smiles on the faces yeah. as well, didn't they? You know, it was. And we they used to get kicked. They used to get kicked lumps out of. They, oh, they still God, used to smile, God, didn't yeah, they? Of course they did. I mean, in them days, the defenders that you know, it wasn't the first one that they could go through. Through, yeah, they'd do yeah. it from the first minute to the ninetieth minute, wouldn't they? Back Listen, in them days. But you're right there. But what used to make me laugh, you get you, somebody come and whack you, and we're talking about whacking now. Yeah, well, and I mean, just yeah. take both your legs out. Yes. And you look, you go, you jump up, and then he'd say sorry, and the referee said something, and you said to the referee, "What are you talking about?" He said, "That's the first one." I said, "How do you mean it's the first one?" So if I kick your legs, what would you do? You send me off the field, wouldn't you? <laughs> You know, and then somebody else will come and kick you, and then somebody else, and then you'll get sent off. Yeah. And and they've they've got one booking out of it, but uh, you're right. They, they always played with smiles on the face in them days, even when they had a fight. Even when they had a fight, Brem, uh, not Bremner, uh, Hunter and uh, oh, Francis. <laughs> <Randy Lee. laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And, and then when they stopped and they're walking off, they were windmill punches again, <laughs> weren't they? Unbelievable. Oh, Unbelievable. The... That's the first time I've ever seen a proper football fight on a football pitch, me. Oh, I mean, it, it was crazy, wasn't it? But, but yeah. again, Franny he had that little bit about him, didn't I? I mean, oh. Norman Hunter was hard as nails, but Franny, I mean, Franny oh. fancied himself, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they're all going about penalties and diving. Oh, Franny were the best. In, Franny were the best in the world at that. Yeah. Tripping himself up and getting a penalty. So they, they did do that in my day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the time has flown by quick, like you said, but... Uh, when you're having fun, Gabby, time flies. It does, and we're going beautifully played in, as always, by um, Dream Forever by Jimmy Coburn. And we're going to go out tonight with Happy from my mate Matty Hoy, who's uh, one of the members of UB40. Oh, brilliant. I, I, I used to love B. Well, I still do. I, I wish to get back together. I do like UB40, mean. Well, there's been an awful lot of. To and fro, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But um, Matt is with with Astro and Ali in their part of UB40, and Brian um, yeah. is is with the other boys in the other the official UB40. So you see, um, when brothers fall out or family oh, fall out, sometimes it can be it can be a, big, a deep rift, can't it? Whereas yeah. mates fall out, they get back talking again, don't they? They certainly do. So, but uh, and no no, I, no I, bigger fallout in Birmingham than UB40. I promise you. <laughs> so. So brilliant. Uh, have a great weekend, you and your family. Enjoy the game at Villa. Don't let the uh, Birmingham fans uh, get you down. <laughs> right? Uh, and have a good weekend. I might we'll pa- speak again next week. I might, oh. I might post a few pictures up from the alt end. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> no wonder, I, bet, I bet your missus gives you more ear aid for all this. <laughs> I don't know what's the worst. Me posting pictures from the alt end or you lying down sunbathing in the Boxing Day massacre in front of the Sheffield United fans. Listen, I wish you, I wish they could see that because when I scored the goal, the edit at, uh, yeah, in the Lepping, they were all throwing, they were all throwing uh, coins at me. But then we got a corner, right? And we're in the Lepping, we're in the United end up at the Lepping Lane end, and we got a corner, and I just laid, put the ball down, and I laid on the ball. I mean, Jack were going ballistic again as usual. <laughs> They were going ballistic, but when you're 4-0 up, you can do things like that again. 
Terry, it's an absolute joy. And guys, uh, enjoy Matty Hoy and be happy. Brilliant. Have a good weekend. Cheers, Bye. Adios. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.